0: This is the Mark Stucheski podcast. Kristen Molinar, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Mark. I'm excited to chat with you today.
0: Boy, if the guests knew what we were talking about before we hit record, ooh, we'd be banned. But we're not going to (laughs) tell what we're talking about. So shh, it's a secret.
1: Top secret. How are you doing? I am doing really well. How's it going over there?
0: Uh, it's going good here in Houston. It's raining today here on the last day of April. Listener, you're hearing this on May 5th. We just recorded this yesterday. This is the kind of weird podcaster I am. I record on one day and I release it the very next day. So this is all really current stuff. Uh, you're in, you're in Arizona, right?
1: We're in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yep. Yeah. And you, you're you you're right. I'm on a lot of podcasts and somebody recording an episode the very next day, that does not happen very often.
0: It does not. And do you know why I do this? We're going to talk about podcasts and that's why we could talk about this behind the scenes stuff. Do you know why I do that? No idea. Several, about, about a year ago now, I got an email from someone that says, hey, Mark, your episode's out. And my first thought was, who are you and what are you talking about? Could have been like four or five months, right?
1: I just and, got one of those.
0: <laughs> and so I came back and I told my wife, I said, you know, this guy had the audacity to release my episodes four." I said, wait a minute. I do the same thing. I said, well, hold up, wait, time out." And so I said, enough of this. I had 21 interviews on my calendar. I blew them out in 21 days. And I said, you know what? I'm going to interview someone in a, on, in this case on a Friday interview, comes out on Saturday. Um, the guests love it because they know, as you know, Most people listen to a podcast in the first 24, 48, or 72 hours. You could talk about a book, conference, seminar, something coming up, whatever. And and the secret is people go, how do you do it? I'm saying if you vet your guests correctly, it all starts at the beginning, the very beginning. If you vet your guests correctly, you don't have to worry about improper equipment. You don't have to worry about people going, uh... Um, none of that stuff. And so I decided I'm gonna take ownership of my own podcast. Imagine that. And started vetting my guests better. And I've not had a problem. I get great guests who come on and do great interviews, setting the bar really high for you here, Kristen. Yep, and I released it the next day. And my guests absolutely love it. I love it. And it's and there's no scripted questions on the show, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know this or not. I don't have any questions written down here. I got It says on my sheet, Christian Molinar, profitable podcast guesting. That's all. So I have the rest of the page for my notes. So that just gives you a little behind the scenes of how I approach podcasting. And it's why I've released over 810 episodes so far. One a day in 2021, by the way.
1: That's just wild. I like that. Actually, can I interject that? I like the non-scripted. I like that you're releasing stuff quickly. It's funny that you talk about that because I just this week got an email that said, "Hey, I know I e- or I know I interviewed you back in 2020. I'm so sorry I fell off the face of the earth. Your episode just released. Like, uh, okay, um, um, wait, who is? This? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, yeah. It's it's amazing, and I I think. You know, people, everybody's getting into podcasting right now. And, and what I want people to understand, I, I want to encourage people to get into podcasting. We're going to talk about podcast guesting in just a second here. Podcasting is white hot right now, but I want you to think about something. There's over 2 million podcasts in the Apple podcast directory. So hold that spot right there 2 million podcasts, over 2 million podcasts. Um, It's an estimated that 44% of them have less than three episodes. And 68% of the over 2 million haven't been updated in 90 days. So if you're going to go into podcasting, don't go into it for a week or two. Go into it for the long haul. I've been doing this since July 7th, 2017. Don't go in it for the money. This is some bonus tips for from Christian and I. Don't go in it for the money. Go in it to serve people. And you will be far more successful than if you went in there for the almighty dollar. Do you agree with that?
1: I agree with that. The way that I talk about it is go into it for the relationships. I think Ah. that that's where the profit is. Um, And yes, when you have a relationship at the root of the relationship, it's how can I be of service? Um, as a guest, from a guest perspective, it's like, okay, what is the host's objective? The host's objective is to deliver a good episode. They're thinking about their audience. Okay. So how can I, as the guest, deliver a good episode so that the host likes me and feels like I'm showing up in service to them? So that's kind of like the full circle that I see.
0: It's really important. And I'm sure you have heard your share of horrible podcast episodes. And it's like, I don't know if the host didn't know what they were doing or if they vented the uh, the guest wrong or a combination. But here's the thing. When people are listening to you and I talking and they're listening to this interview because we're talking about podcasts and podcast guesting. And so if you're not interested, you're not listening to it. But it, you got to hook them with the subject line because I, I don't mean to insult Kristen, but she's not an A-list celebrity. And neither am I. If I were, if you were Oprah, I wouldn't have to talk, say anything we talk about on the show. I just say, I talk with Oprah, and it would be downloaded because of Oprah. But you and I are not Oprah. We're not Tony Robbins. We're mere human beings, and because of that fact, we have to make sure we're serving the audience. And it's really important because I think people are looking for shortcuts, whether in podcasting or social media or email builder or creating a course. You, you're not going to win by by shortcuts. You have to go through the procedure. And there's a lot of thought leaders that came before you and me that are killing it in social media, even Joe, Joe Rogan's killing it. He's been around for a hundred years and there's a process. It's all about the serve. If you look at all of Joe Rogan's episodes, every one of them are great guests talking about stuff that helps the audience. Because if we're not helping you, listener, why are we even here?
1: Yep. Yep. And, and I've seen so many people be podcast guests and have it be really ineffective for their business. And, and you're talking about the root of that, the root issue there is that they're showing up and expecting to be able to just get by on some accolades that they have. Um, but the reality is, there are very few people that can get away with just talking about their accolades and just being an inspiration story. It all starts as, as a guest, it all starts from like the pitch, and the pitch really tees up the episode, and the episode really it brings people through to having those good conversations. So going back to the pitch, it's like we want to come up with really good talking points. So you know when you got on the on this call with me, we're talking about profitable podcast guesting. Well, the reason that you know that is because I didn't hit you with a pitch that talked about how wonderful I was. I hit you with a pitch that said, hey, this is what I want to talk about. And you can then see, hey, is this in service to my audience? Does this make sense for the kind of episode that I want to record? Do I think that this is going to be a good episode because of the subject, not because of me, the person that, you know, because of my accolades, but because of the subject that we're bringing to the table.
0: Exactly. And let's be honest, you can go Google how to be more productive. You don't need Mr. Productivity. You can find out how to be a better, a more profitable podcast guest host um, without going to Kristen. But yep. you're gonna get our unique perspective on the show today. So let's talk about podcast guesting. Before we started recording, one of the things I share with you is I've been on in Florida the last week. And yes, I did pre-record all those episodes ahead of time. I normally don't do that, but when I committed a episode a day in 2021, I didn't want to miss a day. But I blocked off today, April 30th, for my calendar. And so I'm doing three interviews on other people's podcasts. Plus this one, you thought that was crazy. I never, never do that. It's just because I blocked off the date. I'm like, you know what? My schedule's so full. I'll just do a whole bunch of interviews today. It'll probably never happen again. But let's talk about somebody's listening to this show, and they're like, you know what? I, I really want to start getting into uh, being a guest on people's shows. So how do I do it? I mean, I don't, I don't. Do I call Christian? Do I call him Mark? What do I do? What would you tell them?
1: Yeah. So I, I want to talk about like the mindset around being a profitable podcast guest first and what foundations need to be in place before you should go after being a guest on somebody else's show. And this is really common business sense. Um, You need to know what you sell, who you sell it to, and what kind of difference you make in their lives. Because the talking points that you bring to the table need to give you the opportunity to talk about some of those things. I briefly mentioned that I see being a podcast guest as a networking opportunity. It's relationships. So we call it networking on steroids. This is all about building relationships with people. If the podcast host doesn't understand what you do, who you do it for, and what kind of difference you make in their lives, you're not going to make a lasting impression on the podcast host. The podcast host isn't going to understand what questions to ask you to deliver a really good episode. And so those are the things that are at the root of being a profitable podcast guest. And I feel that people get really, really wrong. They go into a podcast episode and, you know, I could talk about a lot of different things. I could talk about, you know, building a team or running an agency or like whatever else is going on in my business life. But That's not the way that I serve people. That's not how I've monetized my business. My monetization, what I sell, is profitable podcast guesting. So When I show up as a guest, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to become known for. That's what my messaging is built around. That is at the core of really having a productive podcast interview. And When you veer too much from that, you're really convoluting how the market sees you. Um, by talking about things that are outside of what you really want to be known for. So there could when as a profitable podcast guest, gosh, I almost like tripped over those words right now. <laughs> as a profitable podcast guest, there's a lot of repetition in what you say. There's a lot of like honing in on the message, really figuring out what packs the most value. There's sharing your methodologies. And like you just said, Mark, like anybody can Google what I do. What I do is not extra special, but what I want to come here and do is provide some actionable steps for the people listening. I want to bring value to the episode. I want to throw away this fear that other people are going to do what I know how to do if they listen. In fact, I want them to know how to do what I do if they're listening because that is what solidifies, my, or solidifies me in their mind as an expert at what I do. We also don't want the people that are going to DIY everything. We want people that want those shortcuts because those are the people that are going to invest in what we have to offer.
0: Hey there, it's Mark. And I want to invite you to become a Mark Stucheski insider and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It all happens over at mrproductivity.com. Now, I want to say a couple of things before, and I want your feedback on this. Now, I had a guest on my show or a prospective guest on my show about a year ago, and we did the 15-minute pre-interview call, and I noticed um, he um, kept uh, having um, a problem um, as we were um, talking, and I love the guy. The guy was awesome. I said, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't edit my podcast. You say, um, we've been talking for like 30 seconds. You probably said "Um, umba 50 times. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, but to his credit, because I said, I I really want to have you on the show. to his credit. He was a professor at like a college up in Missouri, I think it was. He went to a student's. He said, look it, I got a challenge for you. I want to be on this guy's podcast. I guess it's a big deal being on Mar- the Mark Schuchowski podcast. I didn't know that, but apparently it is. He goes, but I need to get rid of my ums. And he goes, do I, do I say I'm a lot? And they go, yeah, you kind of do. So what he did, he did this really cool thing. He said, every time I say, um, or, you know, or crutch word, you count it and then, I'll put a quarter for every time I say it, we'll give the money to the food bank. Well, oh, wow. he wound up giving like $40 to the local food bank and he got rid of his thumbs, So it was a win-win situation. So before we tell you how to get on shows, I'd like you to talk about if you have a problem using crutch words or the tongue smack, Um, you know, so... You got to try to figure out to how to reduce those because most podcast co- hosts don't want you to do that like every other word, because the mainly because the audience gets really annoyed. So why don't you talk about that? We're not even reaching out to podcast hosts this time. Let's talk about your communication skills.
1: I start my answers with so a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I've noticed that this is my crutch word and I guess this is my answer is becoming aware of these things. You know, I wasn't aware of them until I started listening to myself back. Um, So there's two things. One, listening to yourself I think is really important. When I first started podcast guesting, I got on newer podcast shows. So the guest was new, I was new, the barriers were down a whole lot more. I think having those lower barriers allowed me to be more comfortable. And that comfortableness allowed me to just have a conversation. So if you're new to this and you're not really sure if you're going to have any of these hiccups or you know you're going to be really nervous, not going to know what to say, there's a lot of benefit on being on newer podcasts. So yes, I want to be on your show, Mark, because you're amazing and I want to be here. And this is a privilege to be able to have worked my way up to this. But this is not where I started. And I had Profitable appearances when I was working with newer podcasts because those were serious entrepreneurs that had a really great network. So there's a lot of benefit there. Practice. You've got to practice. You've got to listen to yourself. Um, I do. There we go. I just said um, I (laughs) listen to, I create videos of myself, like, you know, when I am recording stuff, not for an interview. And so I listen back to those things and I kind of understand what it is that I'm doing. You know, funny story. I don't know how relevant this is, but it reminds me of it. When I first started doing video for my business, like, oh gosh, it was probably five years now. I had written out a full script, did a teleprompter, you know, got my lights perfect. And I recorded this video reading off this teleprompter. I thought I had nailed it. And I showed my husband, and he said, Are you reading off of a teleprompter? Teleprompter, right now. I was like, "Yes, I'm reading off teleprompter." Like, isn't it really good? And he said, "I could tell that you're reading off that teleprompter. You're not comfortable. You're not natural. You need to just ditch the teleprompter and talk about the things that you know." And that's now my there we go. I tied it in really well. That's my advice to my clients and everybody that's looking to be a guest on podcasts. Look, we don't need to be overly nervous about being a podcast guest just talk about the things that you know how to talk about. If you're asked something that you don't know the answer to, somebody asked me, it was a sales podcast. And I felt like what I had to talk about was pretty relevant to his show. But then he asked me this like left hook question about if you had to build a sales team from scratch right now, well, how would you do it? And I'm thinking, I don't even have a sales team. So it's not <laughs> like I'm doing it. <laughs> like I'm not scrapping anything. Um, and so if you don't know the answer to something, this is an opportunity to just be authentic. Like, hey, this isn't really my zone of genius. You know, if I had to answer the question, maybe I would say this. But talk about what you know. The things I talk about on podcasts are things that I'm talking about with clients that we're creating content already, you know, questions that we're answering. So I think that bringing that... um, new understanding of, I don't have to over-prepare. I don't have to talk about something. I don't know. I think that that adds a level of comfort. And if you don't lack, or if you don't have that level of comfort, start smaller where it doesn't matter as much, where the bar is a lot lower and you can still do a great job at that level.
0: Excellent insights. And I want to tell people that when you first get in the podcast, you alluded to this You got to look at the theme and the subject of the podcast. So someone says to me, Hey, Mark, would you come on a cryptocurrency podcast? No, I don't know anything about cryptocurrency. Why would I go on the podcast like that? Or would you like to come on a podcast about, you know, carnivores? All we do is eat carnivores. What does being productive? I don't. So when you start looking for podcasts beyond, you have to look at what are your specialties? And I'll, I'll tie this out. This is going to make sense after a minute, just like you did. So. I'm a professional speaker, and I remember once I was sitting at a local NSA meeting, National Speakers Association meeting, and I remember saying to myself, you know, they're saying that you got to prepare for weeks in advance, do your slides, and, and the choreography, and I remember sitting in the audience going, you know, you should know your stuff so cold that you should be in a conference, you could be in a conference, and the meeting planner comes up and says, the keynote speaker got abducted by aliens. Who can come up and give a 90 minute keynote and you're in your Hawaiian shirt and your flip flops and your shorts. You should go up there and nail it. Right. And of course, all my NSA friends said, no, no, no. So one day I'm listening to this guy. You probably never heard of me. He's not very famous. Gary Vaynerchuk. He says, you should be able to talk about your subject without any preparation for 12 hours. If you can't, you got a problem. And I'm like, wow. So I didn't know Gary at the time I was at the NSA meeting, but it's true. If you need to prepare for six months to go on a show, You probably need to spend more time learning your craft because someone could call me up and or see me in the airport and say, hey, tell me everything you want to know about, you know, about productivity. I'm like, we don't have that kind of time because my flight's going to take off in 45 minutes. I mean, I could literally talk and talk and talk. And I think to your point, because I think this ties in what you said. You really have to know your stuff. You may not be the most eloquent speaker. You may not be a Zig Ziglar or a Jim Rohn or a Tony Robbins, but you better know your stuff. And someone goes, well, if someone says, Mark, how do we deal with social media? I go, uh, I don't know. People, wait, aren't you a productivity guy? So you should know your stuff really well. Whatever industry you're in, whatever topic you're a specialist in, you better know your stuff really well. Because I think if you know your stuff really well, you're going to have the confidence and that's going to serve you. Do you agree with that?
1: I absolutely agree with that. And and this is actually why I prefer to look for podcast hosts and pitch myself to them rather than be appro- being approached by a podcast host and being asked to be on their show, quite frankly. Because I think that we feel like, well, if people start asking me to be on their show, like I've I've hit my stride, yes, true, but I still ask people, hey, can I send to you my pitch? Like I want you to see what I'm proposing that we talk about. For me, It's all about learning From every step, from the pitch to the interview to what happens after the interview, it's all about learning how to control the narrative. And I remember before we started hitting recording, you said, "You know, I I don't have any questions asked. Like, we'll take this conversation wherever it goes." Feel I don't know if you use the words control the narrative, but in my mind, I'm like, "Yep, I know how to control the narrative." It's all about you know what did I tell you I was an expert at, and then how can I answer those questions in such a way that I'm controlling the narrative where I'm talking about the things that. That I know. So, talking points because I've said talking points a few times now. Like talking points should tee up conversations about like what are the methodologies of your business. You know, that's going to establish you as an expert. You know what you're talking about. They're going to tee up maybe some case studies about how you've made a difference in your clients' lives. It may tee up stories about how you've overcome something that you help your clients overcome. This is why I love talking points because it helps other. The, per- the person on the other side of the mic understand what questions to ask me so that I really show up and am able to showcase my genius in a way that is natural, that are things that I already talk about. I'm talking from experience. I'm not talking from theory. Heck, I could harp on that. Maybe you shouldn't have a business if you have to talk about theory and not experience. <laughs> um, you know, so I think all of those things really help us as podcast guests know how to make ourselves look good, I suppose. That's a not very eloquent way to say it. But, you know, it's all about how do you tee up that conversation so that the people listening understand that you know what you're talking about.
0: Hey, I now have an affiliate program where you can earn up to 30% commission just referring people to my paid program. To find out more, go to MrProductivity.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and click the link. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny. You mentioned talking points several times in the show, and I don't use talking points, but I'm also on episode 812 or something like that. In the beginning, I did. In the beginning, I wanted to make sure I sounded you know, somewhat intelligent. I've been doing this for a long time. So literally I can show up and do a, uh, I hope you're enjoying your time on the show today because I've been doing <laughs> it so long and I've become a very good active listener and I can answer questions on the fly. In the early days, I had every question written down because I didn't want to go. Yeah. Christian. Uh, and I lost my train of thought, but now I can hold those train of thoughts. So I've been doing this a while. Christian's been doing this a while. If you're starting have talking points and if you're pitching someone, have pitch, have talking point. If you're pitching someone, make sure that what you want to talk about is going to benefit their audience. Right. So I'm about productivity, often performance, helping people become a better version of themselves. If all you want to talk about is how to hunt bears, uh, I'm not the right show for you. So make sure you do a little homework. And here's the thing, Kristen, it's not that hard to find out what a podcast is about. It's, it's really not. not. So it's do your not. homework and find out what the show is about. If you're a vegetarian, you want to talk about, you know, or a vegan, you want to talk about vegan recipes. I'm not the show for you. Why would you come on my show? So do your homework. I, I, I'm sure you're just going to shock you. I get pitched all the time by people who have topics that have no bearing, I'm, no um, significance on my show, and they won't help my listener because they didn't do their homework.
1: Yeah. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about some research strategies? Yes. Because there are specific ways to avoid this. I think that people that are looking for shows to pitch themselves on, they're just like scrolling through the podcast app. Like, I don't know. I'll just pitch myself (laughs) to this person, pitch myself to that person. And here's the reality. It just makes you kind of look stupid. (laughs) It does. Like, you know... I, I agree that you've got to get out there and you've got to get seen. But I've talked to enough podcast hosts that have told me about these stories, and these stick in the minds of podca- podcast hosts. Like, this person pitched me for this totally off subject thing. Like, it's, an, I think it's insulting. That's what I've gathered from all the podcast hosts I've listened to. Sometimes it can be really insulting. Like, you literally want to be on the show because you want the marketing, you want the publicity. This has nothing to do with serving my audience. And, when you come into a relationship like that, it's not going to be a very good relationship. Like We're not being a podcast guest so that we can just benefit just from the marketing, just from the PR. It's about establishing a new relationship with somebody so that finding somebody that has synergy with you is really important. So teeing all that up to say, there are some research methods that guarantee like i don't want to say guarantee but they make it more likely that you will find somebody that has the synergy that you have so what i talk about obviously i talk about pro- profitable podcast guesting we've said that a lot of times okay so <laughs> how do i how do i find other people that have been guests on podcasts that have a non competitive but complementary message to mine well, let's think about it for a second. If you're in a done-for-you space, you might want to talk to or you somebody, an influencer. We're going to call them an influencer. So the influencer is the person that's talking about a complimentary, not competitive message. So what are some influencers for me? If I'm in a done-for-you space, it might be somebody that's talking about delegation. It might be somebody that's talking about productivity. It might be somebody that's talking about you know scaling. Okay, these people that are listening to these messages are interested in done-for-you services and learning about how to find better ways to grow their business. So who's an influencer that talks about one of those things that has been on other podcasts? And then we look them up and see what podcasts they have been on. And that tells us that the, pers- the podcast host is interested in a complimentary message To our message, and the chances of it being a good fit for us go up tremendously. Rather than just scrolling through and inviting your, you know, asking to be invited on every single podcast that you find, I think that this ups your chances of finding people that have better synergy with you. Now, that doesn't mean that you you don't look at the description. You don't look at some of the, you know, guests that have been on. You don't look at the episode titles. You also have to do those things. But I think that this is kind of a shortcut to finding people who are more relevant.
0: I love that. That That's gold right there. And you may have to rewind the episode, which is allowed by law, to listen to it again because what she just gave you is gold. And you said something else there very interesting. When you're on someone else's show, you are a guest. It's not a pits fest. So you notice Kristen didn't say anything about how you can find out about her. We do that at the last question, the last thing I ask her, and that's how you can find out more about her. You don't go on someone else's show and say, uh, this is my company. This is my website. It's my company. Cause people are like, they don't want to listen to a commercial that if you give them enough value. And I know Kristen's going to talk about this in a second. You give them enough value. Then when you can say, you can find out more about me here, then people are like, wow, she gave me tons of value. I want to go to her website. But if she led with that, or if she talked about the whole show, I'm like I get it. You got a website. Where's the value. Am I right?
1: You're absolutely right. And I have been on shows that actually don't allow you to talk about your offer. You're not allowed to talk about what your website is or any of that. And I'm okay with it. Um, I I think that people coming into podcast guesting think that they have to have this whole funnel built out on the back end because that is going to be the difference that's made in their You know, podcast journey. I have found that that's not so much the case. And this is shocking to some people. And I think, you know, devastating to others. They're like, I want to be on a podcast because it's going to generate massive traffic. This is what I have found people that are looking to do that are really thinking in terms of cold traffic. You know, cold traffic is the traffic that's like gonna want to go through, you have to nurture them through that whole entire funnel. They have to opt opt into your offer before, you know, you can send them all these emails and do all this stuff. That's great. I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have those things, but what I have found to be true is when I've been a guest on somebody's podcast, the people that come to me are actually warmed up a whole lot more than I thought they would be. And so We need to make sure that there are ways for people to contact us that are, you know, further along in that funnel, you know, not assuming that everybody that's coming to us is cold traffic. But, you know, on our website, we do have an opt in, but we also have like just schedule a call. And that is what I've found a lot of people do after listening to somebody on a podcast. That no like, trust factor is built really rapidly through podcast conversations. You're getting an inv- invited into somebody else's space. Mark, you're inherently telling your audience, like, I vouch for Kristen. You know, you said some things at the beginning that kind of teed up that conversation. Like, you know, you have to pre-vet your guests. And then here I am sitting in this seat. What we have to understand is like, We've got to be be able to capture some of that warm audience rather than sending them through these long funnels. And now that I'm talking, I'm like, what question am I even answering? I don't know. I ended up on this like it other. Because
0: you were <laughs> spot on. I love where you went. I, I know you didn't go down this lonely road that had no lights on it, but it turned out <laughs> really good because here's the deal. okay? When I am on other people's shows, I used to say, sign up for my email list by going to mrproductivity.com. Now I say, you want to find out about me? Just go to mrproductivity.com. My email, my coaching podcast, everything's there. That way, when they go there, it's like going to a store. They go, I don't want the email because I get enough email, but oh, he's got this coaching or he's got a podcast. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't say that on my podcast because you're already listening to my podcast. But my point is, people don't want to be sold to. Give them something. If they want to go check you out, they can go check you out. Okay. You know, this gets in a little website SEO. When I first created my website, I had... 10,000 things you can do, do on there. Now it's like one or two things, okay? I don't want you being distracted going, ooh, look, button, button, ooh, button, squirrel, button, tree, coconut. I, I want to, okay, you can do one or two things on my website because I know your time is valuable and the listener who's listening to the show, their time is valuable. And by the way, I just said something that I want to clarify. Whenever I talk to people on the show, I always refer to my listener. People go, you only have one listener? I go, I learned this from a thought leader in the podcasting space a number of years ago. He says, how many people have podcast listening parties? Like, well, no. Then why do you keep saying listeners? Like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So people are out on a walk, on a run, on a bike ride, on a plane, and they have their headphones in. They're not sharing their headphones. So I always refer to the listener because right now, Kristen, it's you, me, and the listener. Yeah. Maybe they are blasting my podcast at the dorm. I highly doubt it, but it could (laughs) happen, but mostly it's just one person.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that.
0: (laughs) Well, we talked a lot today. We talked about the mindset. We talked about how to get in the podcast. We talked about getting on the right podcast, do your research. Kristen told you how to do the research. Um, We talked about, it's not a sales pitch. Talked about crutch words. We talked about how not to be looking stupid when you do your research. And so you can listen to this episode again. It is permissible by law, just three times then. Then you can't listen. No, I'm just kidding. Um, any final thoughts you want to, live to leave with us before I ask you where we can find out more about you?
1: Yes. So I want to reiterate something that is at the very center of being a podcast guest. This is about relationships. You are not going to find yourself getting on a podcast that is this like one-hit wonder for yourself unless you're paying tons of money for it. And if you're paying tons of money to be featured on a podcast, there's going to be zero relationship there. Mm-hmm. This is a relationship play. 25% of the results that are going to happen as a podcast guest are going to happen because of po- because the episode airs. of what can happen if you're really maximizing everything happens afterwards. So that follow-up, so the relationship follow-up, really asking the person that has interviewed you, hey, how can I be a valuable part of your network? Are there any introductions that I can make? Is there somebody in your network who needs something that I offer? Is there a collaboration in the future? Are there other podcasts that you would recommend me for? what's that next step how do we really foster a relationship with somebody because if you've taken the time to really research and find somebody who you have synergy with you have you know foundational business philosophies that align with one another if you've taken the time to do that you better be fostering that relationship otherwise you're leaving so much on the table you've got to remember to treat this like networking on steroids you've got the networking focus and then the steroids is because podcast episodes are dropping. You're getting new visibility. You're getting inherent credibility. You're getting SEO. You're getting content that you can repurpose, all that other stuff. But don't lose sight of the fact that this is networking and you've got to be focused on that relationship.
0: I love that. Uh, John Lee Dumas has a podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire. He now charges $5,000 to be a guest on his show, but he only did that like after he had like a billion episodes out because when you go on JLD's podcast, I say JLD likes my friend. He doesn't know who I am, although he was on one of my shows. He was three years ago. He's on one of my my episodes of my show. He has such a huge reach. He should charge $5,000 to be on his show. Because you're on his show, it's like going on Oprah only for the podcast world. So just keep that in the back of your mind. So, Kristen, the final question I have for you. You gave us so much, so much insight, so much valuable information. Where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world?
1: Yeah. So our website is yesbossva.com. We have a masterclass on there that talks about how to be a profitable podcast guest. Very succinct 10 minutes. I'm really all about like not wasting people's time. How do I get it really short and sweet? And the only place I hang out is on LinkedIn. I'm not a huge fan of social media. I feel like it sucks up my time and it's not... For me, it doesn't make sense. Excellent. Um, So I hang out on LinkedIn and because of the spelling of my name, if you type in the search bar, it's... I'm the only one. It's very obvious.
0: That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, as an absolute thrill having you on the show, uh, having I love talking shop with people like you because you knew what you're talking about. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchewski podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchewski insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.